Look at you, Juicy Pants. You took the middle of the club. You were right. And you had not one line. You had not one line. You bobbed your head like Paul Newman would. So subtle, so real. And you stood right in the middle. You, You had it. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're recording. We recording questions. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of questions. One, can you see me? Not only can, can see I me? see you, I just want to know what hotel room you're in. Like, it's very nefarious. Like, where are you? So let me tell you something. It's uh, no it's, lies, Theo. No lies. You and me. We haven't told one lie to one, one another. Lie. Never. We don't do lies. We don't do lies. We don't do them. No, nope. we don't. We don't Never have will. them. We don't do them. We only lie. We only lie when we're not. Even when I'm lying, I'm telling the truth. That's what they say. I only lie when I had my second bar of ice cream to my mom when I was 12. That's it. <laughs> I'm in a hotel in Los Angeles. Um, you, you and I tried a little while ago to, to get on and record this before I go to set. We're going to really have to motor. Gotta go. This Gotta episode. go. Gotta go. And uh, and now I'm in Mona's room. This isn't even my hotel. Mona, room. I love Mona Mine. so much. Where is Nick? Where is Nicholas Carmona? For all of those who don't know who Nicholas Carmona is, he's my childhood best friend, partner in all my businesses, and he's literally the yin to my yang. Oh, if one's an A, the other's a Z or Z up here in Canada. Yeah, he's when I say the polar opposite, uh, just give me an example. This this laptop is propped up. This MacBook is propped up on a carton of his cigarettes. And, uh, and, there's, and there's a giant bowl of chips. That's only for breakfast, though. It's only for breakfast. Yeah. And it smells like a card game in his room. So he is the polar opposite of the Whole Foods a lot of love uh, vitamin Mark. guy that I am. Um, but he's here. He's a producer on the film. And um I'm in his room. So at any moment, just so you know, because I, I he could be downstairs smoking a cigarette. He could be he might be naked. Might come bursting in from the sauna and with his a mask large, on. With mask he's on. a large man. Like you say in this yeah. episode, he's a large man. He could come right in. <laughs> he might be in the back. No, I say <laughs> I'm a large man. Say, <laughs> coming up, coming up. So so that's what's going on here. I'm in Los Angeles. We're wrapping up and then I'm going to drive to Austin. Um, you're not here. I'm in I'm in one of your, you know, one of your homes. I don't I, it's very odd. We don't know where Kim Coates really calls home at this, especially this last year. Yeah. But what do I'm you call home, in, Kim? I'm still in Western Canada uh, at one of my homes here. I am going home to L.A. in January where I know I'm going to be seeing you from six feet away. I can't wait for that. We got to tell the peeps about that much later. That's got, exciting. Later, later, come down the road, me, you and I have some announcements. Speaking Oof. of, I saw the neon, I saw the neon lights trailer. That was pretty. Wasn't crazy. that cool? How good does Brenna look and Dana Abraham and the rest of the kids? I mean, and and Ruse Bay is not farting around. This director, he's he's cutting teasers and trailers and scenes he's together, moving. and he's moving. Spring. You finished that movie six seconds ago. Literally yesterday. And he's already got a trailer. No, we finished it a month ago. And he's just zipping along. He said it's cutting like butter. It's cutting like butter, Kim. Cutting, cutting like, like butter. butter. Yeah, you're 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 you you got the creep. You, you creep creeped up. Creep going on. Creeped up. You got your leisure jacket on. Your smoking jacket on in it. And first of all, no one should ever be called Denver Kane. <laughs> if your name is Denver Kane, it's like, okay, wait, are you a porn star? Or are killer. you? 
Are you a creepy guy in a, in a velvet smoking jacket that we that don't trail. know who you? Probably yeah. that one. You're like a young Hugh Hefner in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, I met you once. I was with you. Yeah, we were together. The Playboy yeah. Mansion. That you know what that Hi, was for? Hugh. He that loves was for too, Snoop's. Yeah, for Snoop's birthday party. Yeah. Yeah, we we were uh, we were majorly staying out of trouble that night. We were up against was, the wall, but pretty exciting. That was a night. bucket list, but that was a bucket list thing for you and I. Yeah. <clears throat> we, had, we had wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. Not as like people hear that and they're like, "Oh, what were they going there to?" You know, jump in the grotto. It's actually the polar opposite. It's almost like going to a museum. Um, but we went and for Snoop's birthday. You and I were we doing the show? Oh yeah, we were. Oh yeah. And you was a big fan of SNL. Yeah, no, they they wanted they they wanted us uh, for two years in a row, and we nice. finally said we would go because it was Snoop Dogg's birthday, and we knew Hugh would be there, and we had all those photos taken when we first walked in, and then you know, it is a museum, and it's uh, you know, come on, Playboy for me, I'm so much older than you. Right. When I was I like 15, them. 16, I started ordering those babies to to my house in Saskatoon because I could afford it. I was working at Safeway. And I always knew when my dad got to them first, when Freddie got to them first, because they came in a paper wrapped bag mm-hmm, with a pit, mm-hmm. and they would, the magazine would be stuffed in this. And I could tell when it was all ripped that dad had already <laughs> checked out the cover and tried to put it back in. I go, pa, you go, what? Yeah, yeah. What son? As long as it wasn't sticky, you're good. But yeah. here's, here's what's <laughs> funny. I, I, one of the greatest gifts I ever got was I got um, all the issues from the seventies, every issue. And I have them in a, yeah, a vintage briefcase. Have you kept them? Yeah, I have them. And here's why. I have this weird, uh, I don't have a lot of like, I don't collect things. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. Like I don't, uh, whatever. I'm a bit of a hoarder, but I don't like have like, I don't play fantasy football. I'm not like one of these guys that like, I don't really have interest besides working my family and doing this shit with you. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I have this weird thing where I love reading. I have a nostalgia and I love reading old magazines and old newspapers and looking at the ads yeah. from them and seeing like a 1973 Volkswagen or whatever was $1,750 yeah. fully loaded. Yeah. And I, Amazing. and I, it makes my brain go back to a time and I'm like, wow, look at the prices of these or look at what they're discussing. Well, and so- and, and may, may I just take, yeah. take over from there? Like these interviews, you bought Playboy for the interviews. I mean, it yeah. sounds stupid, but I, I certainly I did back in the day. I mean, when you have Marlon Brando oh, giving best. his his fa- famous, and it was all because in Playboy, you you say it, you you say it, it's all recorded. That's what it is, and it's forever, and it's in print. Uh, those interviews yeah. were off. And and again, in the seventies, they had politicians. And and again, I'm using Playboy as an example. I also have a lot of other old magazines, Time magazines, and Life, and yeah. all that. And and National I National Geographic, back. the whole thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And I love to go back and read the interviews. And more importantly, I have this weird thing where I like to look at the ads um, because I like to see what the world was focused on whether it be the fashion whether it be the the cars like i said the 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 houses that they were selling and i'm and i don't know what it is it tickles me when i look at like the prices and stuff because it's not that long ago but it is that long ago because we could have afforded that volkswagen now (laughs) but now we could but now we could now you could buy 
No, problem. let me get two of them. And you go, and that's, what's crazy is like, I was just, uh, when we were on set yesterday, someone said, Hey, not to make you feel old. 1980 was 40 years ago. And I went, Oh shit. And I didn't, 1980 is 40 years ago. No, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. <laughs> I graduated university in 1981. Anyway, speaking of ads, I mean, this podcast of yours, mine, ours, it's starting to kind of take off as we know. Like, yeah. are we going to be doing ads soon? Are we, we are gonna- in, Jan- in January, February. I thought we were going to be uh, potentially even starting today, but the the merch has taken up a lot of bandwidth, which uh, let me tell you something. So I so can't when- keep up. I don't have a hoodie. This is all the only hoodie no, I no, have. I don't know. And, you and have sadly, one. sadly, both you and Megan will not be Megan. Hoodless. We're hoodieless. Hoodieless. You're hoodieless. <laughs> and here's the reason why you're hoodieless. Um, standard print is uh, they're pumping them out like they can. So today we're pre-recording this because of our work schedule. Um, it's over today. It's actually, I'm going to post something once we get off this and then it's over in a couple hours. And then yeah. uh, that's it. They, they, they're that's done, it. Right. Um, and then it's not going to be, uh, I, I, we wanted to do this before Christmas. You and I, yeah, kind of like a yeah. thing, and it was wildly, you know, successful for the people. Um, and they're using a whole different shipping thing, so it's actually going to even be cheaper to ship because I know people are having problems with getting right. into other countries and all that. I think they're using like DHL or something. And uh, the big, the big thing is, it's going to be a long time. I know a lot of other people ask for re-release. It's going to be at least a couple of months, you know, uh, before we do it again. But um, it was amazing. And, uh, and that's where the focus is speaking of, you know, will the show Good for be, you good for us? Right yeah. We're going to try to do some stuff that you and I like in January, February, we've been picky about it. Um, certain companies that we'll probably promote while we're doing this Good. and, uh, and we'll keep growing it. But, uh, listen, bud, I got to tell you oiled up oiled is the name of All the right. episode. And it's because you were oiled up in this one. Look, if, if any one of the millions of people of our family and fam crow are listening to this, which they will be, if you don't know what the title oiled means, you better rewatch the episode. We all know why it's called oiled. We'll get to that in a minute. All right, here we go. Now, here we go. I, you know, like, what season? You know, what episode? What season? What episode? Okay, we're doing season three, episode two. Yep. Oiled. And we've already done season three, episode one. We've already we? done. We did in Reaper reviews. We've already done it. Okay. And I'm 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 telling you right now that the previously on, I mean, fans and family, if if you can just wrap your head around this, when you were like Theo and I are now about to do the second show, third season. So the previously on a lot. Part of it came from season two, mm, episode 12, it. episode 13. A lot of it was like on the previous. So think about that. We've taken six months off. We're now starting season three. All the incredible editors of the show are picking stuff up from the last season. So for me, there was a lot to catch up on. Zobel was in there. We haven't even talked about Zobel because we haven't done those last couple of episodes. No, and that's, I, I was confused of how he, I remember asking recently and I'm, yeah. I'm waiting to see them. If he, I, I asked if he had died, but then everybody said no. So I, I again, I don't want to wait on that. We're going to wait. wait on. Yeah. But we're yeah. past all that. We're past that. Past when, all that. 
What can you just remind me? Just because I'm an idiot. Um, what happened in episode one? We found he's gone. Jax was drinking, yeah. right? We did this episode. He was drunk in the room. Yeah, and, and Opie Opie picks him up like a sack, like a fireman yes. picks him up and got to yes. come on, come on, wake up, wake up. And there's a lot of shit going on with Tara. There's a lot of shit going on. Gemma's on the lamb. Remember Gemma yes. Island? We're gonna go yes. back to Gemma Island yeah, now. We're taking her. Yeah, you were right outside. Out. Right. Yeah. And the big thing, the big drop for season one is Charlie takes his rings off, puts them on the gravestone. That first episode, season three, puts them on, I think, was it called SO? SO. Or NS? No, something, SO, something and like then that. NS is the finale. Remember? Okay. Remember there you SO, go. NS is the finale. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So nice bookend. Yeah. So that's where Charlie's head is at. And of course, the big lie to Gemma kiss Abel for me. She's on the lamp. Kiss Abel, kiss yes. my boy, and yeah. all of the club, all of us, including me, who's living now with Gemma on Gemma Island. We don't know what to say when it comes to Abel. That's where this thing starts. And then, and then, just and and also, just really quick, the the last episode, you guys go to Nate's. You you and her have that. You and the caretaker, I'm going to call her, have that awkward moment at the door where you're like, uh oh, something's going down, and then. Uh, we get right into this and we actually start in real Ireland. And I wrote that hey, because it, it is I'm real so, Ireland. I'm so glad you brought this up. And I need to say this now, Theo, that remember everybody that Kurt Sutter and his team knew certain visual things that he needed from Belfast. None of the main actors went to Belfast. None of them. They needed certain doubles over there that Kurt knew in those episodes seven through, even this one now, episode two, there's Irish stuff that we needed to make sure that we filmed in Ireland, in Belfast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but without the actors. So here's the first one. We have Cammy Hayes, hoodie on. It's not, it's not really it's Cammy, not Cammy Hayes. Hayes. Correct. No. And that beautiful outside that. of that church is a oh, church in Ireland, oh. but the inside yes. of the church is Los Angeles. United States of America. That's right. Correct. Exactly yes. right. It's called a set. It's called a set. Yeah. And again, you know, Tony Medina, what an incredible job he did with all the interiors and stuff. So go ahead. So so we start in the real island, like I said, beautiful church. Um, and then we get inside with Cammy, And this is our first time, if I'm correct, meeting James Cosmo. We're going to see him through that. Father, forgive me. I, I don't believe Cosmo was in the first episode of season three. And now we're going to meet him. Uh, this this priest who is way more than a priest, we're going to come to find out. Correct, way more than a priest. I'm not sure you're right on that. We might have met. Uh, we might have met the father already, James Cosmo. I'm not sure. The fans okay. will know. They'll cut us. They'll cut us down. It doesn't matter. As, as always. E- and either way, Cammy Cammy's there. Cammy's yeah. gotten there now, which makes us know. Obviously, Abel's there. Cammy's there. Abel's with Paula. Uh, uh, yeah, Malcolmson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we go there. We're in there. We're going to see him come in there. Now we go to the gratuitous, you know, Jack's push up scene in the prison. By the way, great camera angle. Back great camera time. angle. Really great. Really smart. If you're going to put those goddamn tats on, you say this all the time and you're right. If you're going to spend that time putting that tat on. You might photograph well him. Photograph. Right. And, and you over the years, I don't think Tig has ever had to do push ups, but do you remember naked push ups? DL? DL, David LaBrava started this whole thing. When he started becoming a little bit more of a regular, okay, it's push-up straight. Come on, 50, drop. You would do them all the time. Yeah. 
Ryan Hurst would try and do them all the time. Yeah. I would try and do them all. Charlie and you and DL would pop out. Remember outside our trailers? Well, we would do deck of card challenge. So I would carry a deck of cards. Every deck yeah. of cards you do, yeah. you, you, you would go against each other, literally head to head. And, uh, and it would be all of us. And, you know, ma- yeah. mainly it was me, Charlie and, and happy and DL. And what we would do is you pull a card, every card you turn, obviously, uh, Jack's Queens or tens aces are 11, you know, uh, Joker was the other person could call it and you just keep going. And whoever quits first quits first. Yep. And you're, uh, the, you're, you're the quitter. We had a blast doing that. That was, a, that, you know, that's again, you fun. remember our comp- competition was, that's all we did. Everything. Fall on. Everything. Full, full steam. So you got Jackson prison. It's a great scene. I had to ask myself for a, uh, for a second. And again, I'm in the middle of this movie, but I had to ask myself, why is he in prison? And then I realized he smashed that guy's head against the ground at the end of season. Boom, two. boom, boom. Got exactly. Hail's, Hail's death. So, so then we get into Cameron and Cosmo with the, uh, with the, you know, yeah, in the, if you're raised Catholic or Christian, you understand confession. He's in the confession booth. Yeah, he's in the confession booth, and 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 you know it's it's it, we call this in movie making. You're in a pickle. He's in a pickle. Mm, Cameron's in a pickle. You know, and yeah, I know you do. And mm-hmm. and he's in a pickle. And the father's in a pickle. Jimmy, you know, who we're gonna really get to know this season. You know, Titus, pickle. The army, the 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 IRA. Every it's 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 in a pickle. And here's 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 Paula Malcolmson with Charlie's baby Abel, and it's the, bringing back all the John Teller memories and everything. It, it, you know that this season's going to be full on. That's so funny that you mentioned that. Two things about that. One, I, I that I realized in this episode, I know Cammy knows he made a bad decision. He's just trying to figure out a way out. Very he bad. Made, he made he made a horrible decision. Everyone knows he made a bad decision. But you just pointed out something that I was thinking of when I watch. What's Paula Malcolmson's character's name again? Do you remember? Maureen. Um, is it Maureen? Maureen? No. Maureen? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Something like that. Who cares? So, so she has the baby. There's probably something in her that is thinking that what oh, if John yeah. Teller and her, you know, like had, like, you know, she's looking and it's a boy and it could have been what, what he could have been, right? Could he have been the leader? Oh, yeah. So there is that other element, that little twist that the way she's looking at him that I never knew when we were filming this, obviously I'm not there. And I never even picked up on because we have established that John Teller's daughter half is Jack's half sister. Trinity. Trinity. We think so. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. But, Yeah. but, But they never had a son. So again, that's, I love that moment of her with the baby and, and seeing that because maybe she's thinking about what could have been while Cammy's spinning out of control. Um, that, that's exactly right. It's exactly right, buddy. So then we find yeah, out Maureen, 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 Maureen Ashby, Maureen, Maureen Ashby. Ashby. And is also yeah. the nurse named Maureen? No. What's the mo- McNally McNally McNally. That's is, her real is name. Is that who we're talking about? That's her real oh, name. That's your real name. McNally. Yeah. What's her name? Sure. Everyone's called Maureen in this show, aren't they? <laughs> Why are you asking me questions? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm, I'm I don't. grilling you here. I'm grilling you on these things. So, okay. You're grilling me. So Cameron, Cameron's pleading his case. Um, we know that what's going on there. We find out Jack's. We find out when when uh, Unser lets Jack's out that it's obstruction. You know that he. You know he's going to let him go on the obstruction charge and and all this. And Jack, yeah. Jack isn't even concerned with all that shit. He's just like no, could care less. 
I just got to find my kid. I don't care about anything. I'm getting my son. There's going to be no retaliation. Trust me on sir. We're out. Wayne, trust me on this. I'm getting my kid. That's and it. I'm going to scorch the earth till I get there. Everything's boards. And he does this. And this, I got to tell Oof. you, we're in, we're in season three. We did seven seasons of this show. We all know, we've all agreed. Jax ultimately starts to become a bad guy. We, we, we know that. He starts to become pr- pretty, pretty mean guy, right? As I tell my kids, you're being a mean guy, right? He becomes a mean <laughs> guy, right? And <laughs> I told my son this today. So you're being a mean guy, right? And uh, this kind of is the beginning where he really starts to become a mean guy. Like he's not listening. To I, yes and no. I mean, I think again, and Sutter did this so brilliantly, his son has been kidnapped. So it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anyone would do? all the all what would you do if someone stole your son? You know what? It's it's called a get out of jail free card. No matter yeah. what Jax does, it's because of his boy. And you're lying to me. You think this is fun? I'm going to knock your teeth out. I'm going to r- run over you with a motorcycle. And all those things are completely forgiven because we got to get Abel back. And then as Charlie and Jack start to go down that line of karma and his life. Um, yeah, by season seven. Oof, it's yeah, and I know, and you know, you've played characters like this, and I have. It's like almost when you start doing things that are really bad, you know, that maybe you know, killing people or beating people up, it almost becomes like regular. It almost becomes like part of your yeah. your your person. And I think again, Jack started maybe violence became more of of a go to for him. That so, is correct. You know, so so okay, so SOA Unser outside putting it all together. They're starting to put it all together of what's going on, what's happening, right? Um, it's really interesting, right? In in what's going on here, we we we're all together, and but we're on the move. This whole episode is in movement. It felt like, didn't it? Like the, it feels like we're yeah. always on the move. You guys on were the stable. Move. You guys were stable. I'm still on Jemma Island, and I'm oiled up. But well, we're not guys, there yet, and I can't wait to there. get you there. You guys are on. You guys are on the move. We're on the move. We're, we're hardly we're any com- hardly any dialogue. Hardly any dialogue on the move. Just, on the move in the hospital. Just, all that shit. Just movement, movement, movement. It felt like the the, oh, the episode was always going right, and that's when we get really quickly to the Jack's Tarot thing, which we were touching on, which is she he's pulling away from her a lot. Right. Because he he's having this stuff with his kid. He's detached from it all. Right. And she she is. Yeah. I need to I need to uh, for sure. And I need to ask you a question in that scene. When Jack says to Tara, it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. Have we said that before? Like probably, you know, bullets before brains and brains before bullets and. Have we said this line? It just when he, as soon as he said it, it kind of felt like you know, like not quite to the extent of are we whole? Are we whole? Are you whole? Uh, We're whole. But you, you it felt like we said episode, this line before. Say whole. I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that as an outlaw motorcycle gang over seven years, that we probably have gonna, said multiple yeah. times it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, gets better. I think you're right. Okay, we can move on. Okay, um, so here we go. I got to tell you the way this opens up. This is I want to ask you a question about take here. Yeah, as a fan, we've we've addressed your doll issue, take trade doll thing. We've addressed yeah. it. Was it season one, season two? Season it was season one. We haven't done this show yet. It's a show when I'm going to kill Opie. 
I've been tasked by Clay to take him out at this warehouse. Do you it know, now. We did that episode. Have we done that with the yes. dolls and stuff? Yeah, that oh, was the okay, first well, one. We did that. Okay, well, that was in season one. I, I, hadn't, I didn't know if we had done it yet. Yeah, okay. you couldn't shoot cool. him. You were standing behind him and you couldn't I couldn't shoot him. In the dolls, couldn't do it. Couldn't we pull the trigger. It. Good for you. Who cares? I don't know. Who don't cares? Know. But so yeah. that's the first one. Yeah, yeah. So this opens up with, now it's not It's not just regular dolls, like Raggedy Ann dolls. This is- Well, all- and, and that's right, Theo. And also in season two, there's the whole breakdown with the mushrooms holding a doll because it's like a Donna doll to him. I get a Donna tattoo. I mean, there's all kinds of shit- Going and don't on you have t- a doll t- on your chest? I do. What is this that weird was... thing with dolls? Do you know it? Can you explain well, it? Well, I, I, I do. I can. Kurt Sutter, we probably talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it again for our family. Okay. Kurt Sutter, the man, was always, always freaked out at dolls, and specifically porcelain dolls like this episode. So oh. in this episode, right, and he gave that phobia to Tig. In this episode, come on. Like, again, it, it's Gwyneth Horder Payton. I think she directed all 92 Literally, shows. Everything. As far as I know, she directed them all. Every she, grab bag. Every time we put our hands in the bag, we come out with a Gwyneth. And the, we go with Gwyneth. It's, it's Gwyneth. <laughs> anyway, again, brilliant. And I said to her, I need two things in the scene. I need some toast because it's in the morning. I want to be chewing on something. And I wasn't supposed to turn them all. But I wanted to turn them all backwards. So when Hal came in coming up, there was a few. I turned them all. So when beautiful Hal Holbrook, as Pop came, he saw them. That was a real reaction. He, oh, my God. You know, anyway, so come on. Huh? Turn, turn away. I say, turn away. Turn away. Don't look at me. Turn away. But the greatest thing is that Gemma comes in and knows that it's you because she knows about the phobia. Yeah. So, again, in these yeah. little moments, we start to realize the depth of people's relationships that she knows Tig so well. Yeah. That she knows his bugaboos, his 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 yeah. his, his good know, idiosyncrasies, right? She yeah. knows his idiosyncrasies, yeah. right? And yeah. I think that uh, to me, it's like that is such a layered part of the character. So now, here we go. We turn. You're turning them. At the same time, while being freaked out, sees this girl and is kind of turning on the thing in a minute. I call her. I call her a doll. Hey doll. Morning, hey doll. doll. And she gives a little smile. Amelia. <clears throat> Her name is Amelia. Monique Kern in real life. Yeah, it also shows how Tig is never in one uh, state of emotion for too long. Like, it's I'm freaked out by these dolls, and I'm hitting on this girl. And I'm freaked out. Like, it's like. And and if you notice little subtle things, like, Tig is always outside. He just goes outside. There's something about, you know, he doesn't want to be in Gemma's way. There's Nate. He knows he's going to freak Nate out because Nate doesn't even know who he is. So he's completely always gone. And I love this line so much, Theo. I'm sure you caught this. But when Gemini and I start talking, um, and I'm telling her all the bad news yeah. about, about Sack's wake and about the fight and then Hale. about the young, kid, the, the young kid being shot and then Hale being killed. And Gemma goes without missing a beat. I hate being away for that stuff. I hate being away for that stuff. I mean, it's so funny. We're talking about yeah. death, violence, yeah. and she means it. I hate being away for that stuff. I, I just, I, Imagine I, that? I, I hate. It was like you told her she missed like a shopping sale at the mall. She I, hates being away for that stuff. <laughs> she says, I hate being away for that stuff. I mean, come on. Because that, that's Kurt Jenna's Sutter. life, right? That's her Jenna. life. 
That's what she loves. So okay, we're doing good. I'm turning the page. Look at us. Keep going. Care, the, the caretaker is probing Hal, right? And I'm starting to see, like, she's starting to ask questions. She's starting to figure maybe what's going on here, right? Like, you know, and and she's starting to put it all together. Hal comes out immediately. This is, and again, I'm going to go into this for so long. I think, you know, um, I think everybody has uh, a fear, especially, uh, you know, I know Megan's family has dealt with dementia on dementia alzheimer's yeah all that yeah alzheimer's you know most of her family and 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 you know it's something we talk about a lot and i think that it's extremely fearful it's also something not a lot of us talk a lot about because it's like you know again it's so confusing to people but what's so interesting is here he is he comes out first of all he doesn't know who Gemma is at first right correct but then kind of what i and i'm going to mention this later the anger that comes up when you don't know what's going on which is well, just, well said, which is fucking brilliant. Right. Because, because that happens in a lot of forms of our life of like, what are you talking about? Of course I know. And, and, and then it, it, it really is heightened in, in that state of dementia and Alzheimer's and all that. And then, but here's what's so fascinating. He sees the dolls and he's like, who did this? What is this? And that, that takes that anger from not knowing who Gemma is and puts it right into the dolls. And it, Again, fuck! I can't talk enough about Hal Holbrook, how great he is. But- he he played he played it so brilliantly, and I just like you, Theo. I go for him playing this character, and as you just said, in, in real life of dementia and what we deal with as we get older, with family, ourselves, whatever it is. Hal Holbrook was so uh, uh, annoyed. Of course, he knew that. I know that. I knew that. And then you and then you need to you need to commit to that, not knowing where the fuck you are. Like it's 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 just a brilliant portrayal of of dementia to the severity of Alzheimer's that Hal got to bring to this guy, and it's uh it's painful and beautiful to watch at the same time. Yeah, and it just shows again how accurate the writing is. These are like these are sub layers of layers. Like the, the the anger of not knowing is like a sub layer of a layer, and you go, is that is that well in said. the writing, or does like Hal in his research know? Of like, of course I know it, and then and then gets angry about the dolls, and it's just it's just so it's good. Great. So it's, it's great. So good. good for you. Glad you we pointed the, that out. Yeah, we go to the Tara and Margaret scene, um, or whatever her name is, McNally. Who cares? I don't know. Margaret. I, I don't it's, mean, Margaret. I, it's Margaret. It's Margaret. It's Margaret. She's amazing. No, Maureen. Oh. Maureen is Paula. This is Margaret. God, Margaret thank you. is McNally. Margaret confused already so so margaret m m so keep going this is why i love that scene with tara and her me too we're supposed to hate her we're supposed to hate her she's tara just beat her up she's she's a villain we we paint villains on the show but here we go we humanize the villain she sits there and we humanize her and we go oh that was really nice of her. That was cool. I like her in this moment. And there I is sat the back rabbit. In, my, I, I, that, in the rabbit hole. Coming up, coming That's down. It. I'm serious. I, 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 I sat at my chair when the scene came on going, I forgot, first of all. What a beautiful thing. And also I remembered about all incredible makeup, women and men, as we've talked yeah, about. Yeah. You better remember continuity. You got to remember this show. Uh, the, the, the McNally, Margaret, Remnants of the Bruise, we, we did, it was one, two, three episodes ago. 
So now yes. what stage are you going to be at? And we actually filmed that probably almost a year ago. Then by the time we showed it on the, like, That's right. you better have your books wide open. And where are you? Because the, the continuity in the show was off the hook. So young makeup artist, you're watching this, and I hope you are, or if you're thinking about getting into this, think about what he just said. A year ago, we filmed the fight scene. Between you Tara to, and Margaret, that's right. This is, you have to know on your scale of time, this is a month later. What does the cuts, yes. or this is two what do the cuts look like? Or the Not bruise. Just fresh or bruises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do they look like after that time? And they have to do the research, look at it, and then make it look like that. And then as every time you see Margaret on screen, it gets smaller. And more yeah. healed, Amazing. and this and that. it truly is, and that's why some people terrible. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't pay attention. They don't, and as an actor, it drives you nuts because you're like, wait a second, aren't I supposed to have? I was doing yeah. the continuity, yeah. yeah. And 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 one thing with Sons and uh and and just so much credit to them is they were on it. Yeah, at Tracy all and her team were on it. They were on it for sure. So okay, SOA walking into the hospital. I got to tell you something. If I was in a hospital. And I saw that gang walk in, that group. I would think, what is, first of all, we had a Halloween party. Second of all, are they guilty of something? Third, call security. Where are the cops? Where are the cops? Where are the cops? Call, call, call 911. Who are these thugs coming in? And They're look six, at, look seven, at, six, and, five. And look, at you. look at you, Juicy Pants. You took the middle of the club. You were right. And you had not one line. You had not one line. You bobbed your head like Paul Newman would. That's right. So subtle, so real. And you stood right in the middle. You you had it. You were right in the middle. Boone, Clay, Charlie. Do you remember season, that scene? Of course not. Yeah. No, I do. I'm going to tell you what happened. Season three, I got the best compliment of my life, and it sticks with me to this day. I Which never, was? Okay. I didn't say much. I didn't say much season three. I didn't really do anything. But I was always Ooh, there. We were getting ready for season four for you. That's it. We I were know. Getting. I didn't do anything. And the if you remember correctly... We had our makeup trailers on set. <clears throat> and then right behind it was the editing room. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Okay. So one day I go in to do my makeup. I was always first one in, you know, 430 in the morning, five. Well, you had your tats. You had to shave yeah. your head every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the editor comes out. I forget his name. And, I, and I'm sorry that I do. But he comes out at the time. Because I know we had So good. He comes out. And he's just out there like having his coffee or whatever. I come stumbling in. I'm exhausted, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> and we start to get to talking. And he goes, hey, man, I got to tell you something. I said, oh, what is it? And he goes, I want to thank you. Every single time you're on camera, even with no lines, you give so much reaction and so much in your eyes. And a lot of other people just stand there. And you give so much that I always have a cutaway. I can always cut to you. Because you're always doing something, even when you're never saying anything. Yeah. And I thought, I, That's it, good. Made, That's it good. made me realize that people think about acting and they think that it's words. And so much acting is done without words. You don't need to. Please, please, just stay in it. Just stay in it. I, I've got to tell you, just real quick aside, I just did something. Uh, I'm doing this television show untitled in Toronto. It's so mm -hmm. much fun, but I, I, I worked, I worked with an actor who just couldn't stop doing stuff. And I remember going to the director. I went, okay, so 
what's going on here? Like, what, why, why, why is this person bouncing up? Like, how about we just listen to the singing? And everybody, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the point is, don't do anything just until you until you feel like you should. Anyway, be, good for you. Just That's be a very in nice it. compliment for you. Just, just be, be in, in it. it. Just yeah. be there. Be listening. Don't do anything. Fuck. So there's right, and then there's the ones who, when the camera's not on them, they're just out of the scene. They're not even thinking. They're like looking up in the sky. They're whatever. But like you know, they feel like yeah, if they're not we, talking, they're not acting. And some of my favorite scenes. You know, uh, there's a scene in actually a film, and I'll just say quick. There's a scene in a film. I don't. I love the film. I, I'm I, and the actors are fine or whatever. But there's a scene in Boogie Nights that actually, um, yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson did that. You know, uh, 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 Mark Wahlberg's movie. character. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's character is like in this really bad situation with all these drugs, and and uh, I'll, I think it's uh, uh, Thomas Jane's in the scene who, who you know who I'm doing this film with, and and then they're literally like. Uh, it, and the camera's just pulling and it's not a word, but the music is playing like Jesse's girl in the back and it's pulling, pulling and it's all here. It's all here. It's all here on his face. It's all here. And he just looks so distressed and drugged out and freaked out. And the whole movie is playing in his eyes and his face, but he's not saying anything. That's acting. That's amazing. It really is. It so, really is. so again, it was, a, it, it, it was a great thing. So I always found myself in the middle. Um, Jimmy O and Cosmo, uh, James Cosmo, the priest, uh, it shows right here they're having that phone call and you're seeing the dissension among them. This is where things start to unravel between them. Yeah, Sutter's not fucking around here. In this exact scene, we find out that Cameron needs to go away. Yeah. He needs to go away. So figure it out. Figure it out. Jimmy says, fit. and the father, you know, God first, and we'll just fit. fit. Cameron's going to go away. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no waiting. He made a big mistake. He thought, he thought his son was killed by Gemma. So he's going to do something in retribution and get Jax's kid. I'm taking that kid for, cause you killed my, it's all comma. And we'll, we'll get into it. It's all unraveling and it's not going to be good for Cameron. Sorry. Yeah. And then we go from there where Jax is putting together the terrified. He got, he put it together, right? He's sitting there. He sees her face and I don't know if he's happy about it or unhappy. No, he is. I think he, no, I think he is. You he's know? good. You didn't. Like, yeah. like he, you know, and, and in the scene before that, real quick, McNally doesn't tell Jack what happened to her face. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't even lie to him. She but just that's the scene, him. yeah, where she they're at the they're at the uh the the nurse stand or whatever, the, the hospital Correct. office. Yeah, and and she doesn't tell and then him. Jax goes back to tell but, not, but wait, before we get there is one of my favorite things ever. And and I want to speak about him because I know we were talking about it on social media today. We start to see Chucky come running out with those ham cheeks hanging out of his out of his robe. He comes running out. He does the Pope of Greenwich Village line. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, I'm a big Good. fan of Pope of Greenwich Village. Oh, boy. Eric that Roberts was... was extraordinary in that movie. And that's Eric Roberts Rourke. had maybe t- had two good films, and that was one of them. And, and Mickey Rourke so was like great. a matinee idol in that film. I mean, that's the, oh, take it up. Giant star. And uh, so, so here we are. He comes running out. That was our way to distract so we can get yeah. to this guy. Yeah. And there's a good way to, to, to supplement humor or insert humor into a scene before, you know, we're going to go, it's going to get ugly for a second. Right. And that's what sons did so brilliant in the beginning. Right. Having an egg beautifully that way. 
All the way throughout, really, yeah. Got a little less comedy at the end, but yeah, no, really good here. We always, Sutter always found a way to insert comedy at the right moment. Again, you got all these guys that look like they're in Halloween costumes in a hospital. Then you got Chucky running out with his thumbs. They took my thumbs. He's his cheeks are out, which is really the, what makes the scene, right? His cheeks I are just, out. And, and, and my cheeks are about to come out. So Chucky and I both had cheeks well, in the I'm same goddamn episode. That in a minute. And then they realize, and we use this word, and again, I love this word, and I don't know why. It's a, uh, a 1% term or, or a motorcycle crew term. is patch over. We realize that they're about to patch over. Yeah. To load this, this, yeah, this bullshit, you know, uh, Latina club. With the Mayans in in Lodi, it's it's not going to it's it's not going to go well. And no. and we get in there, and we know that we can't figure out why yet. But we're they're going to patch over. So we get in there with this guy. Which I mean, can you imagine how frightening it is if you're in a hospital with your jaw wired and these hooligans come running in? Opie's six seven. Everybody's coming in and ready to kick some ass. And they start checking him for his ink, and they're doing um that whole thing on this guy. And we start to figure it out. And again, we're putting the puzzle pieces together. Um, I love it. I love how you go from the Chucky thing to that. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So and you don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of time. Got to get it done. Ron's got to grab his balls right away. Got to get that hand. Yeah. No farting around. Here we go. What's the deal. Ron's got giant hands too. And he's, I mean, that would hurt your, that would hurt you. I, I, I like I like the way he looked at his hand when he pulled it out too. It was really funny. <laughs> he wanted to make sure he had nothing on. <laughs> so here's something that happens right now in this that I was really interested in, and maybe it's just me as a fan, or maybe it's me as a person. Jackson Gemma have I mean, uh, yeah, Jackson Gemma have a phone call. Uh huh. I'm going to tell you why I thought that was interesting. Do you know that sometimes I forget that Jackson Gemma are mother and son? son? Yeah. <laughs> And like That's the way mama. they spoke, yeah, the way they spoke on that call was the way you would speak to your mother. Yeah. And they don't usually speak like that. Usually he's no. telling her what to do or he's saying, calm down, or he's saying like, don't do that. Or she's yelling at him. But that was like a regular mother son phone call. So and, true. Good point. I never realize, thought of that. Good it made me realize that they're mother and son. Yeah. Good reminder. It was a good reminder. It was a good reminder. Um, so now here you are. You're not in any of this. You're not in Jackalville. You don't come to the bar with Jimmy O. We're sitting down with him. I'm sitting up on the bench. Everybody's surrounding like the hyenas we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clay's talking in the low voice. Everything's pretty serious, right? Jimmy O lies right to our faces. Jackson. Oh, yeah kind of knows something's going on. Um, Jimmy O's an interesting character. He, it seems like because of his problems with the priest in the beginning, with his lying to us, he's just really trying to do his own thing, right? Like he just wants all the power, right? Oh, he, he is going on his own island and his bodyguard and his four boys are coming with the, the father, James Cosmo, knows that he's a problem child within the organization, but he's got to be dealt with because he's got a firsthand connection with Clay and the SOA boys. Right. It's a pickle. Everything's a fucking pickle. Everyone wants their own power. This is a power play by Jimmy, and it comes back to haunt him by the end of this whole season. By the end of the whole season, yeah. So, so here's something that we go to that's really interesting. 
Precious. Yeah. Okay. Lots of questions. Do we have a meet Precious again? Never. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something about that. If you and you're about to see Charlie Hunnam scream, Precious, Precious, like that's her freaking name. This ain't no like her real name is a really name. Her real name is Joyce, but we're gonna call her Precious because she's not Precious at all. No, her name is fucking. That's how. That's who she. She goes by Precious. Yes. And to have and to have Bobby get punched in the face. It's like an all-out western. It all. Were you in? Were you in that scene? I was there. there, Yeah. I'm the one. So how? How was all that? Was that fun? Well, here, that- here's what I was thinking. Yes. One, she was on fire that day. She was ready to go. <laughs> she was on fire. Right. And she knew, you know, you know, this is season three. The show is super popular at this point. You know, we had, we had really hit that stride of like, like SOA. Yeah. You know, um, when guest stars came on, you know, there was the, there was the mix of nerves and the mix of excitement. And, uh, you know, what you had to be careful is not overdoing it. Right. Um, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. You remember that they were still trying out Bobby's storylines at this point. We were still kind of trying to see what stuck with Bobby. We we didn't know who precious was. We did. We found that out in this episode. We had heard, you know, maybe about his ex-wife that he'd been divorced and he owned alimony and this, and he had been heard that throughout the first three seasons. We knew that Bobby had some personal stuff, but again, I think that, and people have to understand this, and, and I'm sure Sutter and the writers, you know, Charles Murray, everybody can attest to this, is Sutter would try things. And if they worked, he would continue them. And I think that he tried a lot with Bobby. He tried things. This was another one that we tried. So when Boone would come into these, you know, it was a Boone day. You're all, it's all Boone, right? Like he's ready to go. And um, Boone, boomed out, boomed he's out, boomed out all boomed day. Out, boomed That's out what you and day. I would call it. Boomed, boomed out. out. He's boomed yeah. out. And he's ready to go. And he has this scene with his ex-wife. And it's going to be, she's going to punch him. And Jackson and I are right in the middle. And we're like, what? And it, and we're trying to break it up. And Jackson's going to scream at her. And she is on fire. Fire. Um. You know, she's, you know, I think that, again, we never see her again. These are things that you could expand down the road, but they just somehow they don't come. And I think that that sometimes that's disappointing for an actor because you're like, hey, what about we had a moment there? Yeah, Because that could easily become she gets taken hostage or she gets murdered or the Mayans grab her. Like it could become something more. And then you become the center of it. And sometimes it doesn't. Um, no, you you just said it. Kurt Sutter had a lot of things going on with ten leads like us, and there was only certain amount that he could s- stick to, yeah. and 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 that's a testament to these incredible actors that we got for these incredible like one day, two day, three day, one episode roles, but we're never going to see them again because no. Kurt Sutter trains just kept fucking going, man. And and, that's and, and, right. and and that leads us into, I mean, speaking of, here comes Michael Beach, right? And this yeah, Grim Bastards, Grim Bastards where he, Beach comes in and has three lines. Here he is. He comes up, shows up, gets the paycheck. There's Beach. I, I look so, we're going to, we're going to keep rolling here, but I got to tell you, Theo, that the hugs and the, and the pats and the hug, I, I still never get tired of them. I was good. I know they're coming. I, I just, I always, I always just go, who's hugging who this time? Did Tommy yeah, get one in? Did Theo? Well, who's Boone? Like well, we we started to get to like a three hug limit where it was like, hey, not everyone. Because <laughs> if you remember, you remember that Happy used to get mad. DL used to get mad and go, no, 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 no. Every single person has to hug. Every single person says hello. And and the you know the camera guys and the director were like, I totally get it. 
but that's a lot of shoe leather. Like we can't, we, we, we gotta go. We gotta film. It's gonna be on the floor. We gotta. Yeah, we can't. And he'd be like, "No, we have to do it." And they go, "No, I get." Totally understand, realize, <laughs> but well, it's like a three hug minimum, three fist bump. Like you, you just a, a nod, you can nod, but you can't. Not everyone could hug because it's not going to make it in the edit, and we don't. We also don't have a lot of time. Like we didn't yeah, have, go. shooting, shooting these shows fast. So here it is, Beach and them. Uh, you know, the Grim Bastards. I love them. I I, I love, love them. them. I, I love. I always forgot. I always forgot the club's name, but the Grim Bastards. Yeah, I, I would I love, love. I would love to see a spinoff. I forget that they were like Lodi. I'd like to see a whole Grim yeah, Bastards yeah, thing, and yeah. I would love to, you know, see that entire world of them running Lodi and all that. So now we go from there to another guest star who, again, was with us from the beginning. I think he lasted till season seven. Is Jacob Hale? And Jacob he did. Hale. He, he did, did right. Yeah. Did he eventually become mayor? I don't remember. Okay, I did why. But um, he was there for the whole time. Yeah, you bet. He was there the whole time. And, and I yeah. know that because everybody would go do like meditation with him and stuff. Yeah, right? I didn't, of course. But I didn't either. A lot of people tried. Yeah. He's a big meditator, <laughs> right? Um, he is. He's a great yeah, And good for him. I just had no time. Jeff is his name. And he's an incredible Jeff Kobler. Jeff, Jeff Kobler. Jeff Kobler. Jeff yeah. Kobler. Good guy. And Real good guy. So, so what a great scene with him and Unser where he says, you know, the 21st century has come to charming, right? And, and, uh, and basically accusing him outright of you're corrupt. You have you and the sons have had this deal with this town and it's not working anymore. But instead of holding you to the fire, instead of getting you in trouble for it, support me as mayor and I won't say a word. <laughs> Two corruptions within the same moment. Beautif- beautifully done. And I actually picked up on Unser, Dayton Kelly's performance in that scene as well, like big time, because he said very little. And it showed me how Unser for seven seasons played two sides of the deck, the cop side and the son side. Mm-hmm. And he did it right there in that without saying hardly anything. I, everything Dayton said was so true. He knew when to lie, when to tell the truth, when to say it, when not to say it. It was just beautifully done. Beautifully. Yeah. Done. All right. So- so now the bounty hunter, uh, what's his name? The young artist who I love, uh, he's getting us to do this. You could tell he's setting us up for something later where it's like, yeah, I can help you. But, and again, as a fan who doesn't remember the show and now I'm watching it, I go, okay, what he's saying here will be the montage. <laughs> like, that's what <laughs> like That's what I thought. I was like, what he's saying here is I need your help with something is going to be the montage. Now, again, I have no idea what's coming. So I just know that when he said that, I go, whatever he just said, there's going to be music yeah. behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and you were doing- right. Right. Yeah. I need help doing this. There's the setup. There's always a setup. That's the setup. That's where he's the setup. Like, so. Here we go, bud. Yeah. Um, so let's get to the oil. Let's get to the robe. We go to the so robe. Here, Tell me about the robe first. Here, the, the robe was uh, fascinating because for me, when I read the script and Gwyneth and I talked on the phone, she goes, just go look at them all. Go look at them all. You pick. Kim, you pick, right? I went in with, with Kelly Jones and all her uh, squad or makeup. Kelly Jones, our costume designer. Costume designer with all her uh, uh, costume wardrobe peeps. And let me tell you something. I tried on 12. Wow. 14. And I picked out a much darker mauve, longer. I could hide the Johnson easier. It was just it was just a better robe for me. Okay. And then when we took a picture of Kim's favorite, I put a second and a third fave. And the third fave was the one we went with, the little the best, pink thing. Best part of the episode. And this is what Gwyneth said to me. 
Kim, if it's okay with you, I think Tig, first of all, you got great legs. I've seen your legs. She directed all 92 episodes, so yeah. she's seen my legs. Yeah. You got great legs. Let's show them off. And also, I, I, I want you to have a bottle. Like, you, it's so small, you're, you better use it to cut. I went, brilliant. So that's, that's how the robe came to be. And I got to say one last I thing. Took it so I took as Rose's, Rose's robe that you had. It, 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 they were. No, it was Rose's. My point is, Kelly had 20 to try on. It was Rose's robe. So the one that we chose, obviously Rose was a hottie because that little pink thing, whatever you want to call that sick little thing, that's when Rose was 30 years old, 28, yeah. maybe 20. Gemma. With she how? Looked like Gemma. She looked and she like looked like Gemma. And she looked just like, beautiful. A beautiful, beautiful, not afraid of anything tough. And I'm going to wear this if I want. And it was, anyway, that's how we chose it. And that scene was so fun to do. So please tell me, because first of all, sometimes, listen, you get the giggles when you're doing scenes and it's very hard to finish scenes. They become comedic. They do whatever. And, and you know, you have to, you have to like stop for a second. You and Gemma are pretty close together in that scene. You're close. And when you say that whole thing and you're, in, you're already in the mode of like that you're hooking up, your voice is lower. You're saying like, Gemma, yeah, yeah, you, you know where yeah. you're going. You know what's happening. Yeah. She's waiting yeah. for you. That's yeah, in my yeah. mind. She, this isn't like you're going to hook up. It's already been established. She's waiting. She's naked in the room. Waiting. We, we, we have, we have done whatever it takes to then I'm going to do something kind for her and make it a little bit easier for everyone okay. involved. Yeah. Okay. So you and Jim have this moment. It's hysterical, but it's no one's laughing. Like it's hysterical, but no one's laughing when you're saying I'm a large man. And then the thing that got me was the how comment because Tig for a second is like, while Nate is a sexy man. No, listen, here's the exact line. Nate is a very handsome man, but he's not my bent. Who, who writes like that? Like, it's unbelievable how Kurt was able to get the juice line of, of, of lines. The Tig, how would Tig say this? How would Bobby, and I'm telling you what, when I read that, he's not my bent. I mean, He's 80 I years could, old. I, I could do no wrong. I could do no wrong. That was written for me. I'm already in a little kimono, a little silk robe. I got the bottle of oil. I'm trying to cover up the Johnson. It's just, it was on. It was and funny. And the fact that Gemma even has to ask that is completely oh, yeah. insane. What's with, what's with the oil? Like, is Nate in that room? <laughs> I, no, I, I see. I, as I, a joke. I, as a joke. I, I, yeah. That, I'm just, but I'm the excited. fact that it shows the sick humor of everyone. That's right. No, but it, so, it shows that Gemma knows, and you just pointed this out 20 minutes ago, of how well Gemma knows Tig. That's why Tig's with her right now. Clay tasks Tig to take care of Gemma before anyone else. He's going to take care of Gemma. And I do, and I will, even though I fuck up occasionally, I will, I will go to the end of the world for Gemma. That's right. Gemma, Gemma just goes, just please tell me my dad's not. I mean, it's funny, it, but you don't, you never know what Tig. Because Gemma <laughs> is as dark, like Gemma's dark like Tig. Like Gemma is also still this, you know, she's the one who brought the outlaws home at 18 years old. All right. All right. So, for sure. so again, so we go to the porn shop. Um, okay. So what things. was up with that? What was up with that? Oh, what was up with Opie? Feeling, oh, there's my this, girl. This went on for a little while. Remember, Opie was having a very hard time. Accepting that whole thing? Accepting yeah. the world of, of, of porn. Um, he was having a hard time. And that was a really cool layer that that um that Sutter wrote in there. Because remember, Donna's the polar opposite of Lila. 
right? Like literally the polar opposite. Absolutely. And Opie now is got to accept, which in turn makes him have to accept himself. So that makes him make a mistake here. Um, that was an interesting, and, and, and interesting thing. So he makes a mistake. The boys go running in. You guys go full on guns out again. Like so crazy. Why are we firing crazy. shots? Why guns. are we firing shots? Boom, boom. What the hell? And Can we just talk him about to the air and outside? Charlie, the police come. I mean, Jax goes complete Terminator <laughs> on, on, on Salazar. Like, what, what is going on? So I'll tell you something else. This is funny for, for, for actors in the beginning, because I really have experienced every level of this career at this point, you know, is once you have one line in an episode, and it's a joke, <laughs> it's a joke. You not, have, not, not, not it's a joke. It's a funny line. Is what it's you a mean. funny line. Yeah. You have to make sure you just don't put too much olive oil. On <laughs> you got to make sure that you don't, don't put too many chili peppers. Don't on over season. Left. Don't over season no, no. that bad boy. You're going to have two takes. <clears throat> don't put too much. season. <laughs> and oh, I was geez. sitting there and I'll never forget that we were rushing that day because. The oh, sun, I'm sure. The the stunt go, took go. so long to set up. And I think I had one or two takes and I was like, and I, and I was feeling the pressure and I was like, we have to run. We're running. I got to say it. I, 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 I hope it's funny. I, the hybrids were kind of just really popping up everywhere. And, uh, and you know what? It stayed in. And I got to tell you, um, in the comic cons, we do. Yeah. People, people always really bring funny. it up that line. And, uh, but again, just so it's you really know, funny. I, no to young actors. Don't don't put too much seasoning. Don't put too much seasoning on. I love um, it. Okay, so there's a lot. Like I said, a lot of moving in this episode. Now we're at the Calaveras house. Um, so we're going to get into uh, Jose Pablo, one of my guys. We talked about him many times. Um, the leader of the Calaveras. This does spawn this scene in that house. Uh, spawns what I believe is one of the best lines of the entire series. I've brought this up in our thing, which is I don't recognize your bullshit MC. Uh, it shows shows Clay's old school thing. It shows who he is. It shows who the sons are. It shows that we are the top of the pecking order. And, uh, we don't, who, what are you doing? We don't play this game with young, nobody clubs like you. Um, I love that scene. I love, I love It shows Jax's rage coming out. It shows, Again, remember, there's a lot going on there. Bobby's got his arms crossed. He doesn't like where Jax is going. He's looking. Yeah, did concerned. you notice that? Booney. Yeah. Cross those concerned. arms. Yeah. Concerned. Not happy he's, with this. He's concerned. And Clay I'm about is, to make some judgments here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, <clears throat> I think that we're starting to see a lot in that small scene, but also, you know, not recognizing your bullshit MC and taking this guy. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And again, yeah. I totally forgot about all this. So Paula and uh, Paula and the priest, uh, Maureen and uh, the priest in Ireland with the baby. What a great scene. Well, it's a great scene. And I got to tell you, again, they're both, uh, you know, Irish, English actors. Their accents were impeccably beautiful and brilliant. But they're so good that if you're not really listening, you're not going to get any of it. Like, you're not going to get like, I'm half deaf because of Blackhawk Down anyway. So I'm I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And And I know the scene and I remember reading it and it was beautiful to watch it. But that's the filmatic part 
of SOA. Mm-hmm. If you don't lean in and if you don't shut, shush, put the popcorn machine down for, and if you don't really focus on what they're saying, you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. It's too real. It's too yeah. low. Just the way it would be. It was beautifully done. And again, it was, it was when the world had more patience and you could sit there and well, just there you go. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. You could put a camera on two people and just listen to them speak, which is, you know, uh, I hate to alarm everyone. That's real life. So yeah. uh, sometimes it's nice to see that on film and television where things are. Right. And, and, and again, along. so that was a brilliant scene. Let's get to some more real life. So me and my girl. Um, okay, please. Can, can I, can I tell you something? Because I have dogs my whole life. I've had, yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm going to go rescue some more once I get back to Texas. I know. It looked like when Rocco used to hump the stuffed animal, you were going a hundred miles an hour. Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing you, you, and for you, for the family out there that don't know this, you need to know this now that any lovemaking scene, sex scene, uh, it's always about your partner. It's always, it's never about, it's about your partner. How can I make my partner feel comfortable? How can I make my partner at ease? There's no one in the room. There's, there's barely a boom guy. Everyone has cameras outside. There's the camera guy. There's a closed set. We're both naked. I've got my sock on. She's got her, her tape. It's all safe. It's all, but it's, it's, it's only about her to make her comfortable. That's and right. then you add, then you add, this is a, a hardcore sex scene in a way. I mean, there's no loving. It's just hardcore. So it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a, it just, it was a weird day. And Monique was so uh, beautiful and so uh, into making it as good as we could. And there was no embarrassment uh, anywhere. Uh, it was, it was nice to, to be there with her. But it's always it's always even better when you say that was great. We got that. Now we can move on because it was I always make it about my partner. Yeah. And as someone who's been naked, especially on SOA a number of times, what 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 he's referencing when he says closed set is sets have a lot of people on them. Lots, you know, lots of grips and camera guys and cable pullers and everybody's on the set. You know, when you're doing normal scenes, you know, regular when I say normal, I mean, just dialogue scenes, uh, you know, whatever there's. 60 people around, you know, when you do a closed set, only the essential people are allowed in. There's no monitors that aren't just for the director. And uh, ultimately what that means is it's going to be an intimate scene or something to do with nudity or something along those lines. And they want to keep as many people away from it. The only people who need to see it are the director of photography, the director and, uh, and the actors that are in there and everybody else is out to make everybody as comfortable as possible. Um, again, as someone who's done a lot of them, we'll, we'll, we'll get to those in season seven and, and, and all the other stuff. Um, th- you just want to get through them. You just, you just really want to get them done. They're complete opposite of probably what fans and everybody think when they see all these intimate scenes or any type of scene uh, to deal with, you know, sexual, you know, or whatever, or nudity. You just want them done because they're very technical. Um, like he said, you got the, yeah, they're, uh, they're not, yeah, they're not. And they're not, uh, it's not about like we, we, you and I have done kissing scenes or holding hands or hugging. This is different. This is pure naked, wide open, um, making love or sex, whatever you want to call each scene is different, but yeah, you want it, you want it just to go well and then move on. But what you have to add to that in this scene, there's the sexual activity. 
but you're going to get shot. Yeah, you bet. While having it. So it's not like we're going to do the sex and then you're going to be sitting in the bed. You're going to get shot and everybody can get dressed and it's, you know, whatever. You got to be in that same position to do the stunt. Yeah. We, and I'm just going to add to that. If I may, we, we did, Monique and I did film a shot where through the door where I reacted and, but it didn't work to, to put it in the movie. Mm. It didn't work. It was too much nudity then or something. So we just heard the gunshot and then Gemma comes to find me with a plug Frickin' Nate plug me the crazy old yeah, guy. So, I mean, and, you know. and 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 before we get to that, so Gemma and Tara have a quick phone call. Um, yeah. you know, Tara's feeling it again, another lie about Abel to Gemma. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and it's a really nice little call between them with where Gemma's giving the advice and Tara's becoming more of an old lady. So Nate, uh, he shoots you. Yeah. As he shoots you, there's something else that's going on underlying. She's piecing everything together. Yeah. He's putting it all together. Um, that, that to me is right there. The beginning of caretaker what's coming later with Stephen King and, and Bachman yeah. and all that. Okay. So now we go to Jose Pablo. I got to tell you something. I, I How'd they do this. that? How'd I, they I do it? I don't know. How was his head? Did they don't bury know. him? Yes. Amazing. It looks so real. I got to tell you something. You're a guest star on a show. Uh, holy shit. I, I I don't know what I don't I know they did a dummy I remember in the trailer special effects did a fake head of his and uh, put it put it there for the motorcycle stuff. Do you know what? That's what they did. They put it there when Opie and Correct. Charlie were coming at the actor. That wasn't the real actor. No, that was a fake head. Correct. But then when we turned around and that's him. Out that, oh yeah, man. That's okay. exactly what they did. So which means he was buried. Yeah, you bet. I'm not doing well in that claustrophobic. I, I got to get my arm. I'm not doing well in that. That's that, you, you're not, not. You wouldn't do well in that. You got they would guest. not go. You got to. Yeah. You, you got to go hire Ralph Macchio <laughs> or someone else. You're not doing. I'm not doing this. <laughs> okay, I'm not doing that scene. So that's a hundred percent not me. Um, I and again, he's such a trooper for that scene, but he comes clean on it all, which now tells us again we got to remember. I know there's a TV show on the Mayans. This is when the Mayans were our full blown enemies, right? So we know that the Mayans are making a move on us. And Clay says, again, sons are always broke. We can't afford a war. We can't afford a war. We can't afford anything. We can't even afford a stick of gum. Yeah. I, I, even, I, I even took it as not even, we can't afford it money. We can't afford the loss, the blood, no. the this, the that, the, you know, filling up our bikes with gas and too much. shot at too much, it's all too, too much. much. It's all too much. So I, I just thought that that was such a crazy scene. I know we did scenes okay. down the road okay. with spiders and all this other okay. stuff, ants or whatever. Okay. So caretaker figures it all out. Yeah, she figures it all out. And Gemma. And Gemma at the end, I mean, come on. Gemma's pulling guns out like she's a, a, a killer. She's like a mercenary. She knew Navy how to cut, seal. like No, Navy, she was a Navy SEAL. No, that's so true. And, then she, and, and I, I'm sorry, you can't get away with this now, but uh, let's go, my greedy little Gotti, I would say the the Guadi, little Guadi, little Guatemalan, you little, you little, come on, you can't say that now. And that was back then. Here we go. We're just going to say shit, uh, how we feel it. And you're, 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 you're a greedy little Guadi. And I'm going to say it right now, you little bitch. Yeah. And And she takes her gun and does the whole thing. And again, it's, 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 so again, she's now all of a sudden, she's a master of weapons, which is fine. It's fine. It works. (laughs) Um, Okay, Jax confronts Tara. Uh, she yeah. leaves anyway. She's going anyway. 
She's going anyway. She just, I, I love that. I wrote that down. She's doing her own thing against Jack's wishes. She's a tough broad now. She's yeah. she's punching the head of the of the doctor department at the at the hospital. Yep. She's got she's going. She's on her own. She's going. And then we also come to find out. You know, here we go. Cammy Hayes gone. Jamie, amazing. See you later. He's going. Um, you know Theo, and I know you know this, but that kind of a death, that kind of a thing that kind of a writing thing. And then you have a fake thing around your neck. So you're not really getting strangled. Do you know how hard that is? What he did, Cammy, in not overacting anything and the father kissing him on the cheek. It's very godfathered out. It's very heavy in the church and doing right and wrong. It's if you're going to go, that's the way you want to go. That scene will never be forgotten. It was so beautifully never. done. And the, and the music at the end, the music was brilliant. These little choir of kids. And and can I just say the last little beat here, brother? So good. When they keep going, uh, you guys all in the in the in the club in the clubhouse in the chapel. Abel's not in Canada, people. Stop blaming Canada. He's not. Stop <laughs> blaming Canada. It has nothing to do with Vancouver, peeps. Get it together, Kurt Sutter. They wanted to blame Canada and uh, blame Canada. Uh, there was the song. Blame There's a song in there. Yeah, yeah from South Park. Um, from but, South you know, Park. they wanted to do that. And uh, I think that it's a confusion thing, but also just to see that, that, that the relief. I, I know what it, I know. Relief. Yeah. He's but alive. To see he's yeah. alive. Um, listen, man, it was, a, it's a, oh, again, go to I'm work. Gonna, Go, go to, to work. work. I'm gonna I go love to doing right these now. with you. Me too. I love them. Let me let me tell you one thing that's really cool that really happened quick. Um, I'm on the set here. We're we're filming in a real prison in Lancaster that we, as sons, during the show, we had filmed in multiple times. It's oh, a real prison. Yeah. You and I were there when we Yeah, we took photos out there. Yeah, we took a photo shoot way out there. I'm I'm filming in the same exact prison. Oh, so here's dude. the thing. Here's what's funny. Um, it's the real prison. I'm filming right now in the prison that we came out of in season four. Okay. I'm filming in the prison right now. Say hi to the boys that, that we used for all those little, remember the extra episodes between never season, forget what, what seasons were those between? I don't know. Like three I'm and not four. even sure. Three and four. Probably, three and four. Probably. Yeah, probably. We did those vignettes. When, 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 when Ryan directed the little one. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, someone else directed. Yeah. Kurt directed the little one. Yeah. 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 So, so one of the CEOs here, I'm playing a correction officer, a correctional officer in this. One of the CEOs says to me, Hey, you know, you filmed here, da da da. He, this is what he says to me. He goes, Hey, by the way, my cousin uh, was Ray Ray, his cousin. Uh, so, so just to show you, we talked about Ray Ray a few shows ago. connected to everything. Um, no. I love you, brother. Go, uh, go. I love you, man. Finish up that, that film. You. Finish it up. I love you, I buddy. Will. Love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. 
All right. All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.